Right. Hello and welcome to episode eight of No Jacket Potato Required. Right. Um, last episode dim sum that was good. So that was very local, and I can sense somewhere in your being mm-hmm. that you want to be a little bit more international again. I just want to zoom out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a man. You know, I'm a man who loves international cuisine. You so, could say I was a globalist. Are you a local globalist? A glocalist? Yeah. No. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Glocal is a thing. Yeah. It's it sounds like an eye infection. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this week's topic... Oh, should we do... I don't think there was any corrections from last week, was we, there? We did so many corrections last week. Maybe we can do a couple now. And right. then do you remember any? Yeah, right. <coughs> then. The George Orwell quote that I fluffed, All right. it, it actually goes, never use a long word where a short one will do. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode it was. I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. it was because I wanted to have Wednesday night, Thursday night. Instead of yeah, Wednesday you're, you're night. A of, yeah, of yeah, brevity. Yeah. So um, that's one of Orwell's tips for better writing. Right. All right. Uh, guest gin. Oh, yes. So today's guest gin is from uh, uh, Finland. It's called Napu. I'll tell you what, we're going to finish it today. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, uh, it's Napu. It's spelled N-A-P-U-E. So oh, I would like you. to say today's episode is brought to you by Napu Gin, but... I bought it, or rather, my my girlfriend bought it for me. Oh yeah, don't be so confused. Like, gin is a sponsor. Wait, today's gin is brought to you by Louise. But yeah, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Okay. So uh, yeah, the gin itself is uh, a lot of lot of flavour. Yeah, it's quite punchy. It's got a lot of yeah. herbs. Yeah. Um, okay, so should we just do the, should you lay the food topic on me? So do you want to ask me the question? Oh, no, I've got the best thing. Why? We don't have a feature instrument anymore. No, we don't. Really? Why? Because we have a theme song. Go on. Did you write this? Is this the time to launch the theme song? Yeah, I think it might be. Okay. I so mean, what I've episode done eight sounds like a great time. <laughs> so, right, yeah, the milestone episode eight. Should we save it to episode ten? No, just do it now. But the thing is, I've run out of novelty instruments. Okay, what you do now then? Okay, so I'm playing on here. The the thing is, what I've done is, if this is the first time you listen to this, every week we have a different novelty instrument. Mm. A to, guest, a guest instrument. Yeah, to yeah. in order to denote the change of sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we've done is I've run out of instruments, so I've combined them all into one theme song, which goes a little something like this. Actually, it goes exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I need to find it. That was brilliant. So we have it. Yeah, we're, we're professionals now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then well, I can use like a shorter abbreviated version of it later in the... Oh, you can fuck around with it. Yeah. Inter- interpolation, reprise. The end of it, I thought, <coughs> probably deserves a few gunshots. <laughs> but instead I went with you going... Boo! Boo! <laughs> pew, pew, pew! All right, so... So what's the food topic today? It's Steak. Steak. So we, we're we moving away from stuff we don't really know that much about to stuff we kind of know a little bit more about but don't really know anything about I either. Have, I guess I have a very narrow view of steak because I always order the same thing and I, I know where to go. To it's always beef, one. is it? <laughs> yeah. 
And um, <coughs> yeah, I don't experiment. Much. Actually, I don't experiment much with any of my diet. So. It, it, okay, I will. I will say uh, I, I'm with you on this. I don't think you, there's much you can vary much in steak. Obviously, there's ways of cooking it, but essentially, it's not that elaborate. Okay, so here, here's the thing. So, first of all, we're not going to do many fact, steak facts because, to be honest with you, it's not it's not that interesting as a as a food item. Beyond the fact that the word the word itself <laughs> is from mid 15th century Scandinavian right but it's an old Norse word stika stika did that come um, first or tomato it comes steaks? with an allen key mate <laughs> what, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, did that word come first or tomato steaks I don't know probably that word or to stake your claim or that, that oh, must the, be oh you need a different ways of saying steak yeah but you know they're spelt differently right are they <laughs> They're totally different words. My <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, you want to cut that bit? <laughs> Actually, you might want to leave that bit in. Um, <coughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it's not it's not the most um, not the most what's the word elaborate and sort of fanciful cooking. It's quite it's quite it, it it's it's great food because to talk about because it hits every sector of society. Does it? it? It did. And in certain countries like Argentina, it is working class food. Right. Right. And maybe to a certain extent, maybe in Australia as well, right? Steak's quite quite prominent in Australia. Beef is, if it's sliced into something, but like... Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I grew up eating a lot of steak. Right. In Australia. And I think in the um, States it's quite, it's not that expensive. But like I states is quite relevant. No, is it? I don't know if it's just me or if it's just society turning on the dairy and beef industry. Oh yeah, I mean it's becoming like more expensive I, I to produce it. Less right? and less. So when I do because of cowspiracy. Yeah, well, it's not just cowspiracy. It's the fact that cowspiracy is right. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it's not like, no one's denying it. It's uh, all right. Yeah. So just an, it just takes an awful lot of energy to raise a cow, and that's why it tastes so and good. And eat it, right? <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, just think if, of all that energy. Right? <laughs> no, that's, I'm being facetious, but it is same true. Same reason, blue. We shouldn't really be. Eating, we shouldn't really be eating that much of it. Right? No, but that's why when if if I'm going to eat it, I'm not going to get a park and shop steak and cook it at home. Right. I'm going top shelf, and I'm going to spend some money and mm. enjoy it. Right. So what I'm kind of like trying to talk about today is actually more French steak. I okay. guess you could call it entrecote. Yeah, so there's obviously the different types. The entrecote, there's the rum steak or rum rum steak. There's the faux filet, the contrefilet, and then there's the beef steak, and then there's the chateaubriand. So it's yeah. kind of like that, I, I I I don't know you, I don't know enough to say this confidently, but I'm going to say it anyway. That to me, in my popular imagination, is what steak is in a right. restaurant. Is that what you is that what you think when you think of steak? When I think of steak, well, because I always order the same thing it's a big fillet a fat bastard right a small round number yeah rump steak rump sort of thing I get it medium rare how do you get your steak cooked uh, rare rare yeah you know you like a little bit bloody well do you know why I, I eat them rare and it's like not because of necessarily because of taste because there's less of them rare well, <laughs> no actually it's even more pretentious than that 
And this is, I've come to realise actually I, I was on the right track. But, so Anthony Bourdain, the late Anthony Bourdain, um, he, he actually became famous, right, for writing this essay, like in 1999. He was a chef at the time. So he was a chef in New York, and he wrote this um, essay, which eventually became Kitchen Confidential, the famous book that he wrote, which made him a like a megastar, right? Yeah. And in this in this essay, he talked about steak. So actually, two things that I remember from this essay were: one is never order fish on a certain day, like never order fish on a Monday, for example, or a Sunday. Why? Because oh, because the market because they, they order them, their yeah. fish the last day they can order their fish is on a Thursday. So the freshest is going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, Monday is going to be awful. I, we might, right. need to, we might need to double check that, but I think that was the kind of the, but the, the gist, gist is there. The right? gist of There's it. There's one yeah. day in yeah, the market. <coughs> and it's like two or three days you don't, don't order. And it's related to the market, right? Right. Yeah. But I think it, generally speaking, that sounds kind of right. And yeah. the other thing he said was, um, he talked about people who order, like, he's trained as a kind of in the French style. So you know, French just throw butter and everything, basically one of those types of chefs. And he, used to t- he when he talked about um, steak, he used to say that when people ordered uh, well done, mm. right, basically they gave them the worst piece of meat, right? So the veiniest, the shittest piece of meat. Because when you cook it well done, you, you can't, don't, tell. can't tell, yeah. right? So it doesn't matter. So they give them the shittest. If you, so someone comes in and say, can I have a well done steak? It's almost like the chef is like, oh, fuck that guy. He, he'll give you the shittest but whereas if you go for something a bit more like... I've never understood well done. Can you cook it until all the flavours have gone? I don't even know why you would do it. Because I, the thing is, when I was younger, I, I mean, I, you know, my parents didn't cook things like steak. So, you know, I was going in... When I went to college was the first, for the first few years of college, and I was introduced to white food, <laughs> white people food, I did just go for well done because I didn't know any better. And it sounds good. Well, well you done. just want it. You just want it. Well cooked. done. Yeah, well done. C- yeah, cook it. Yeah, well done. If they I call do it overburnt, then <laughs> you wouldn't have ordered it, eh? I want it well tasty. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah. So you, I mean, obviously, I have ignorance. You're just like, oh, that just sounds like it's cooked. So you're just going to order it, and then obviously you learn, you read a bit more, and you write, you know, like learn. People tell you and stuff. Yeah. And then you realize, oh shit, you order that, that's the worst piece of meat that they've got in the kitchen. Yeah, and it's cooked to a point where you can't taste it. You can't taste it, and yeah. You're chewing for hours. I mean, I mean, bad choice, yeah. son. Yeah, and also, <laughs> like, you, and then over the years, you realize that people who order well done are actually idiots. Like Trump, for example, he only eats well done steaks. Let's pump the brakes a bit. <coughs> Sorry? Let's pump the brakes a bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too. I'm, I'm I don't want to get too political. I'm accustomed to you sort of being you well, know, fast and loose. Fast and loose with my discrimination. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> being discriminating on the basis of but, race, okay. but surely not on the stakes they order. Okay, in tribute to Bourdain, I will say he was never shy in criticizing people who made terrible food choices. Right? He wasn't a snob, but he would say, "If you if you're going to order a well done steak, you're an idiot." I'm going to say, having kind of talked myself and also read around about it and also like tried it, you know, different things, and also got the taste for rare, yeah, it's way better. It's like, why wouldn't you? Okay, so what what about the cuts? What sort of cut would you choose? Well, I, I, okay, I, I'm, I grew up being quite boring, and I used to be an entrecote man, which is the most boring cut. Good, uh, it's like rib steak, and I will re- read it because I'm reading it right in front of me. It's cut from the fore and wing end parts of the rib roast sections, so it's rib 
911. Now, I don't know what that means, but it's that part. And it's, it's the kind of, it's the standard, I think, is it the standard? I always thought it was the standard one. Don't know, mate. Right. So, I, I would always order that, and then I had one, and guess where I had it, and it took, put me off it for the life. I had it in a restaurant in Berlin that Bowie used to go to, to David Bowie when he lived in Berlin. Mm. He used to cycle from the west side to the east side, and there was a restaurant called, I think it's called Ganymede, and it's, it's still there, it still exists, and he would, it was the only fancy restaurant in East Berlin. So all the uh, Communist Party generals and, you know, the spies and stuff, they would all go there because it was the fanciest restaurant in all of East Berlin. And Bauer used to go there. I think he used to go there with um, Brian Eno and he used to go with Iggy Pop. They used to just cycle over. And he used to eat the steak there because <coughs> it's famous for its steak. So I went there with uh, when I lived in Berlin for a while and uh, went there with my uh, girlfriend at the time. And I was like, now it's kind of fancy and people go there because of the the Bowie connection and all the rest of it. And I went there and I ordered it and it was just fucking terrible. It was just just covered in salt. Um, the meat was just... It didn't... It was, it was wrong. Everything about it was wrong. And the annoying thing about it is they served it with, like, really shit chips. So, like, really fat but not cooked properly. That's I mean, you know steak chips, right? The fat yeah. steak chips. They, it was like that, but they weren't cooked properly, so they're kind of still soggy. And I was like, you're fucking me here, come on. They've got to be a bit more like, a bit more give, a bit more cover, a bit more of a golden coat. Yeah. It, it was a trauma, it was a traumatic thing. So I mean, it I put f- me off. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Thanks, babes. Yeah. So now I'm more of a filet, filet man. Right, good. Right, so I've become more of a filet man Welcome these days. Board. For, for completely stupid reasons. Yeah, because Bowie fucked you over. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, just don't do what your heroes did, basically. We could be heroes, but not in that fucking steak restaurant. Um, anyway. So I normally order a fillet steak, and I think it's just because it's all I can ever remember ordering. So I guess my dad must have just put me onto it and never turned back. Hmm. We used to go to this place in Australia called the Black Stump. It was like a family <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> and uh, the uh, <laughs> it's really uh, cool, the Black Stump. Yeah, and uh, but their logo is like a burnt, this is in Sydney, right? A burnt tree. Okay. Um, which seems arbitrary now that you say it, but would like, you say it was a well done stump? It was extremely well done, uh, charred even. Um, and there was this other thing <coughs> called Shopper Dockets. So when you it's get not a real place. your receipt from the supermarket, yeah. on the back that have specials for mm-hmm. like, you know, buy one, get one free laundry detergent or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so they used to have, if you collect three shopper docket... Coupons, basically. Yeah, right? coupons, yeah. Right? right? And then you could go to Black Stump and get buy one, get one free. So I, I used to do that too. And it was a good date night with my ex-girlfriends. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the black stump. Black steak, baby. Is that, is that, is that black how, shopper's dockets, baby. Was that, was that your move? Black stump. Oh, girl, you want to see my black stump? Yeah, it's going to <laughs> black stump in Kalara. <laughs> we, yeah. start, we start at the black stump, we finish at the white stump. Yeah. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah, you, you took it into a grotesque yeah, yeah. space that didn't have to have, to happen for no, a family restaurant. No, just of lazy racism there. They used to really good Bernays sauce. Do they? Oh, sauce Bernays, yeah. Um, so anyway, there's a... That was like a family restaurant we used to go to. That was mm-hmm. that was a solid, you know, right. night out for the f- <laughs> for the family. Do you remember uh, any other places that you loved? No, but steak I just restaurant? I remember that was like the original steak restaurant we used to go to as a family. Right. And they had pink lemonade, so I must have been really young. 
Hmm. Best restaurants in Hong Kong, is that where we're going? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, for me, the best one I've ever been to in the world, Okay. the best steak restaurant I've personally been to, is Diner in Williamsburg. So you've had both the best and worst steak experiences in Berlin? No, this is in Williamsburg. Oh, is so that not in, in Berlin? No, it's in Brooklyn. Williamsburg and Brooklyn. You remember what the, the twat ships are? Just say Brooklyn. Okay, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, so Diner is in uh, Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Thank you. All right. Um, and it's uh, it's one of those kind of 50s retro type places. But uh, I've been there maybe three or four times. Um, and it's excellent. I have to say, um, I was kind of skeptical before I went in. But it is fucking brilliant. And I think they have a butcher's store next door. Yeah, that's a sign of quality. Um, yeah. Um, and then in Hong Kong. Okay, so I've been to a lot of steak restaurants because cause of my job. Um, you know. Uh, this, yeah. That's going to make it sound like I'm a gentleman prof- abroad. Yeah, not a professional food writer. I just go to a lot of free lunches. Um, I, I would say the best ones are no particular order. No particular favoritism. I would say Beef Bar, which is in Club Lusitano, I think. And it's in Ice House Street in Central. Really boring place, but the food's pretty good. Good. And then Otto Mezzo, which has like two Michelin stars. Um, Otto Mezzo Bombana. That's in Central again. Sounds expensive. Uh, Famous chef type deal. So but why do you need this famous chef to cook a steak? I don't know. I don't know. But, okay, here's the thing. Hong Kong is obsessed with famous chefs. But if you're just ordering the steak... I think these guys get the best meat. Right. And then the other place um, that we kind of have to mention, but we have to also give a disclaimer. There's one more. That Go on. Have you been to Craft Steak? Yeah, I have been there. It's not bad, actually. Yeah, that's a that's right. really good steak. Oh, yeah, I think I went there like with my colleagues like maybe two months, three, three months ago. It, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Plenty about that. It's good. Yeah, um, and the, yeah, and then the other one we have to mention, but with disclaimers. Right, is Lavash? Is Lavash? Yeah. What about uh, so the disclaimer is that um, one of our production members, production team, may or may not work for the company that runs it. All right. Well, so producer Emma works for Black Sheep, which right. So and uh, you know, so the, the Bash is a black sheep group restaurant. Right. So and they also have that doesn't color our opinion. It is actually genuinely good. It's one of my favorites. But it, I, when she took the job, I was like, you should go work there because Lavash is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was just I mean, it is yeah. genuinely awesome. I've got two of them now. One in TST. That one's not so good. Not because of the food. It's just I think it's strange all there. It's weird. It's a weird area. I uh, think Sean Dix did a great job. Did he in Sean Dix? Right, I'll be I'll be honest. When Macumba <coughs> closed, I was a sad panda. <laughs> <laughs> and then they turned that windowless room into a, you know French style steak restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did a great job. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and also the fact that they have nothing else on the menu. It's just chips and meat. Yeah, they have, that's it. That's yeah. literally the menu. Yeah, oh, and they have desserts, but but basically that is the menu. You get a salad to start, right? Yeah. Um, What's the place we went to in Kennedy Town once? I was I was just thinking about that place because that was fucking good. Yeah. 
Okay, you talk you talk about it. W- why we went there and how we went there. I think how it was a birthday. It, it might have been your, my birthday. birthday. Yeah. Uh, so we went there for my birthday. We had a table of maybe been six. And we went, and it's just, it's very small and yeah. slim footprint. Like the restaurant's like a long corridor, but they've got like sausages hanging out front almost. Yeah. It's called Mangiari. Yeah, that was, so a, that it's was on Cad- Cardigan Street. Cardigan yeah. Street. Okay. But that place was that was insane. That was exceptional. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we going this week? <laughs> okay, so through the magic of editing, we're now going to review the restaurant that we said we weren't going to go to. It turns out the one we planned on going to has been closed for three years. <laughs> so I guess that's why people are here to have their finger on the pulse of Hong Kong's most relevant restaurant information. Exactly. Um, so listings going on, we didn't it? go to anywhere we talked about. Nope. We picked another place. Purely based on Google SEO. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, <laughs> and it was location. the best decision we ever made. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, we... Um, so should we say we went? It. We went to Tango, Argentinian Steakhouse. Yep. Big Dog One, where is it? It was on Wyndham Street. Yep. Uh, just off Pottinger Street on the corner there, you know. It's upstairs though, isn't it, it's ben? A, Yeah, it's in a building. It's so. inside a building. Uh, number two, what did you eat? Now we so shared had, things, didn't we? We did. So what Unfortunately, we had, we've forgotten the receipt, but... I, I been through the menu and the menu, yeah. we can itemize things. So what we ordered was the gaucho platter because we're two gauchos who came in. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a rump steak, a fillet steak, and a skirt steak. And what was the best? I'd have to say the skirt. Yeah, I was surprised because yeah, I'm always skirt. a sort of fillet kind of guy. We had it medium rare as you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, it was very good. Um, lots and of, then came with lots of sauces, which was good. Yeah, oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose yeah. Came yeah. with like six sauces, is it? Yeah, it was yeah. it was really good. Yep. Um, and then we ordered two, uh, three sides, which were sprouts with bacon, which mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. Yeah. Say. And then uh, garlic fries. Yeah, also good. Very good. And then truffle mash, which was See, I don't like decadent truffles, but, but lovely. It was good, yeah. Um, and then we washed it da- washed it down with first a pint of acai each, and then a bottle of Malbec from Mendoza. Yeah, I wouldn't have changed the thing either. Yeah. I'd yeah. go there again yeah. and just re up. <laughs> no, it was it was fucking. Oh, wait, we'll get on to what we thought. Okay. So, Big Dog Three is how much was it? Uh, now we've done the receipt exactly, but you've added it up. I've added it all up. So oh. we spent between us. With this, this is in Hong Kong dollars now. Uh, it's thirteen seventy six. There may have been service charge. Uh, including service charge. Oh, okay, right. Um, and then that equals. Six hundred and eighty-eight Hong Kong dollars each, which, bargains, man. which for our international listeners is sixty-eight pounds each per head, mm-hmm. or eighty-eight dollars U.S. dollars per head. Yeah, I thought it was seems well quite worth pricey, money. but it was a f- top-class meal. Yeah, I thought it was well worth it. I'd yeah. pay it again. Um, what about the service? Service number they four. They were friendly. Yeah, it was really it was all right. They were nice. Without, yeah, it was busy. They didn't have to move much, really. No, I, mean, I guess not. But the, the, uh, the sign of a good service is like you don't notice it. Yeah, and they were, but they were, yeah. no, they were also happy. They weren't like yeah. they, so. I thought they were good. Yeah, it was, it was great. Okay, number five, decor and lighting and ambiance. Now I have a. And I had one notes. of your pet peeves there. Go on, what's my pet peeve? Fake brick. Yeah, so I have this thing about exposed brickwork. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, might have looked good in. Shoreditch in 1998. But if it's actual, if it's actually the b- structural wall, then but it's no, no, fine. but that, that's what happened in Sorgis in 1998. There was a, these were these were like derelict buildings, right? And then people made it look cool because they couldn't afford anything, right? I imagine in New York's the same, right? Wait, uh, pff, 
maybe? I don't know. What do you mean, like the fake one? Well, just those old cities that do have a industrial heritage. Right. Like Hong Kong, the boom but of Hong is, Kong was all poured a, concrete. This, this is inside a, a steel and concrete building. Yeah, exactly. Thinks, it's all fake brick. Fake. That's, that's really not Terrible. Um, the other thing about it I didn't like about it because it's not street level. And you know my thing about street level. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Street level. So that's, that's, that's minus half star there. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's a, that's a minor gripe. Um, yes. they had lots of weird, um, weird things on the wall. It's Argentinian, right? Mm. And they had a Messi shirt up there, which I thought was quite cool. Because, you know, he's, you know, the but king, it did, king of Argentina. It didn't it did look feel, natural. Yeah, it did look a bit weird, didn't it? It's like, how do we tell them it's Argentinian? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, like, going back to the Argentinian thing, it didn't have an Argentinian beer. Yeah, that's not a half star. That's that's a. Can you name an Argentinian beer? Yeah, Kilmesh. Yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so that was kind of a, kind of annoying. Um, Can you name two Argentinian beers? No. <laughs> Kilmesh Light. Yeah, that's not one. Kilmesh yeah. Draft. Yeah, and then Kilmesh Extra Kilmesh. Multi. I don't know. Maybe that's how you know. like Kilmesh. I don't know if that's something in Spanish. Um, all right, so we got to six. Who did you go with, Ben? Oh, who would you go? Who with? would you go with, rather? Um, <laughs> I was there, so <laughs> I think it's a good. Uh, I th- actually, on the table next to us was a yeah. was a, a gaggle of single ladies out on the town. What's the collective noun for a, for lots of? Women? I'm going a gaggle, but I don't know. I don't know if that is a gaggle of geese. Good geese. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with. Let's go with. Uh, a blanket of women? A murder. <laughs> That's a murder of crows, isn't it? Yeah. Let's go with a blanket of women. Okay, there's a blanket <laughs> of women. Yeah. Of, um, yeah, and they... They were lasses more than women, weren't they? It's weird because when we walked into the restaurant, yeah. you got to the table first, I went for a piss, <laughs> and then we were sat next to them, and I was like, I wonder if Abid is asked to be within eavesdropping distance <laughs> of all the single girls on the piss. No, I didn't even need to ask. They knew the kind yeah. of guy I am. Yeah, um, they, were, they were. They ordered a well, lot of food. But I thought they had it right. Much. I thought they had it right. I think I'd go there with my girlfriends or my boyfriends. I'd go there with like a small group of maybe four great. or five. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's a really unpretentious steakhouse. Number seven. Would you go back? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. it was. It was excellent. Mm. Number eight. One thing you hated. One thing you loved. We'll get to the satisfaction space in a second. Uh, oh man, I don't know. What did I hate? I guess. Um, Oh, the cat hasn't been fed. It's going to be noisy today. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe the fake brick. We talked about that. It's too obvious. Um, and then I loved the. I thought we. You, well, you did. You picked the order, and I thought you did the like the the skirt steak yeah. trio. You, three you different cuts I in one. I didn't cook it though, right? No, no. no but I just thought you chose <laughs> a good thing because I would have chose like just a steak for me, mm. and but I liked the the, the mix. Choose three yeah. different cuts. It was that was good. Yeah. Yeah, was, I would so, say the f- one thing I liked was the food. Obviously, um, it was undeniably really good. Um, didn't have any like this is weird because I'm not whinging about anything. Really. The one thing I didn't like, I didn't. Dislike anything. I love the fact there was random people in there. Big girl group. Big girl group. Uh, sorry, a blanket of women. <laughs> a blanket of lasses. A big girl group. Yeah, a blanket of lasses. Yeah. I love the fact that there was odd things on the wall. I love the f- even the even the shitty. You didn't like the fake Brit. Well, even then, I could I could look over like that. You know, like they tr- they were trying, and the wine was great. The wine was excellent, actually. Yeah. Um, like a, I'm not a big Malbec fan generally, but oh, I can uh, I was, yeah, Mendoza and Malbecs. 
I think. Oh, actually, it I makes know. it sound like I know what I'm talking about. I just like fruity wine that tastes like Ribena, <laughs> so, and, it, and, it, and it didn't disappoint. Um, all right, so we're going to go to Big Dog Nine. Now yeah. I'm going to define this for people, for new listeners, because we have lots of new listeners. You have 30 seconds. All right, because so it's too hard to edit last time. No, number nine is the shadow space. The shadow space, for those who don't know, is the bit under the table between the legs and the tabletop. Right. Yeah. So it's the and space. It's the ratio of legs seat. Yeah, so it's the floor, the legs, and the tabletop. Yeah. Now, if it's a table that doesn't have legs, then the shadow space is infinite. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think there's, there's an equation for this. But basically, for us, it's very important what the shadow space is because sometimes the chair fits too high up to the tabletop, so your shadow space is pretty terrible. Yeah. Or either side of you, it's too, too narrow, so you can't really move. Yeah, or the seat is too low for the height of the chair. Yeah, so you're reaching over and the... For instance... The uh, dim sum had good shadow space. Excellent shadow space. Uh, the 22 ships, that had uh, surplus Marginal, shadow space. because it, not either side of us. We couldn't really... And the Mexican it. taco place, had that terrible, had... Terrible shadow yeah, space. Yeah, not enough shadow space. Yeah, so for for Tango, what was the Tango shadow space? Uh, um, I remember talking about it to you at dinner, yeah. trying to find a floor in it, and I thought it was pretty good. I thought, I thought maybe it was 100% spot on. Yeah, the ergonomics I thought, were perfect. I thought Pythagoras himself couldn't have done that. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Shadow space was good. Shadow space was excellent. So, uh, I think excellent. I mean, general, okay, so summing it up, Tango? Out of five? If you want. (laughs) Go ten if you want. Yeah, go out of, out of, out of 27. Out of 27, I'll get a solid 25. Oh, yeah, me too. I think 20, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll give it 24. (laughs) Just to be different. Because I thought the colours on the messy, Jersey clashed with the rest of the interior. Uh, it was Argentina. You give him a give him a pass. Uh, it was really good. Anyway, go, yeah. So go, go. everyone, go. <laughs> okay, this segment is called Psychic Ben's Psychic Corner, and it's where I talk about the future. Yes. But first, we do Q and A now. Q and A again. Yeah. Okay. Just to lighten the mood, you know, before we get all futurey. Okay, why does ice float? It's something to do with them. Wait, you already know the answer to this? No, because I was thinking about icebergs, right? And I thought only like um, freshwater freezes. So somehow in the freezing process, Mm -hmm. the water desalinates itself and then freshwater freezes. And obviously, freshwater... Wait, not obviously. But I, then I thought fresh water would s- float in salt water. But then, if even if you put an ice cube in water, it mm-hmm. floats. You mean if a freshwater ice cube floats in fresh water? Yeah. But it's just made of water. Right. Well, I presume it floats because of the ionic bonds, isn't it? That's what your answer? Because of the ionic bonds? Yeah, so the structure, the actual f- physical... Well, not physical, but atomic rendering or makeup of the atoms. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It, I, what I what I presume is that because of the way water H two O, liquid water, and gas, water vapor, and ice, they all have different mechanisms of bonding. So they're either closer together, or because I presume I don't know this for sure. Right? I'm just guessing. 
Um, <laughs> why am I answering this question? Like, fuck you. Why? I don't, because I, I don't, I mean, I just presumed it's just the way it's, like, structured. The bonding is different. You can't just say that's, it's just because it, that's the way it is. There must be, you know what, do you want know what think I think? the bonding? Because I, I've since been thinking about it, and I haven't Googled it, and don't Google it. I've been thinking about it, and I think it's because it's not about bonding, and I don't think it's about desalination, because no. that's obviously not true. It's not true, no. I think it's because it's bigger than water, and big and things float. Like, because steel doesn't float, but boats float that are made of steel. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So you have a you boat know boats shaped, float, right? Because they it's have big. hollow hulls. Is that all there is to it? I think so. Yeah, it's water, water displacement. So if you had a solid boat, it wow. wouldn't float. It would sink. Yeah, and that makes sense because if you fill a boat up with water. Uh, is this a is this a serious question? What if you fill the boat up with ice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got a boat and it's got an empty hull. Yeah, and it's full of ice. Yeah, freshwater ice. Freshwater. I'm gonna lake. go with it may float. I don't know how to answer this. Freshwater steel, freshwater lake, steel boat. Full of freshwater ice, does it float? Yes. Because <laughs> float, because ice is buoyant. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, like looking at your, gin, you know that uh, what's his name, Mitch Hedberg joke yeah. about the lime being buoyant in your gin. What's the joke? It's like it's good it's to know. It's going to be like a really bad punchline. Yeah. yeah it's, like it's all about him. It's just all about delivery. Next time it? I'm on a boat and it capsizes, I'm going to reach for a lime. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, but you could reach for some ice as well. But it depends I on the climate. What if you had a boat yeah. and the hull was just full of lemons? Good question. Would it float? I don't know. I don't know how floating works, really. Why does something? You know, float you know the obvious float? answer is yes, it does float because that's how you, that's how they transport stuff around the world. But, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how they? <laughs> but they don't transport. That's what ice container ships are, mate. <laughs> yeah, but container ships are really wide. Yeah, it's called water displacement. The wider the boat, because it's the longer it is, right? Mm, is that? It has to be a sweet shadow distance ratio. I think there's a shadow space thing, yeah. yeah. Next question. Okay, next question. Okay. When you, <coughs> this is a slightly visual gag, so you'll have to exp like explain it to oh, this. I have to explain it. Right. I'm showing my stuff. You're showing your chest. When I do this. Right, so now he's currently breathing in, so his stomach is with recessed, recessed into his body, and he's showing his ribs. And where does it go? <laughs> when you suck in your stomach, where does it go? It's not like at your back. It goes at the back of your... Well, what you're doing is when you're doing it, you're you're arching your back and extending yourself. So basically all it's doing is <coughs> you're just... Ex you're bringing it into yourself. To myself where? Uh, the shadow space. <laughs> <laughs> just 
just a negative space. Yeah. Or, are, or are you compressing all your organs? No. Are we sure? Because I think yeah. they all get a bit smaller for a minute. Did you really think of that question? Like genuinely was bothering you? Yeah. Where does it go? Why can't you just be like this all the time and be super skinny? That's a good question. Why can't we do that all the time? Yeah. And then we're all thin, right? Yeah. That's and like that the thing. diet. You know what? Big diet would, right. would lose their shit. <laughs> yeah. Weight totally. Watchers, all these cunts. Atkins like, wouldn't even be a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in the, the big st- diet lobby, they'd be like, yeah, they'd Atkins, be that's it. a good one to bring up on the steak episode. Um, but you know those things like the diet bellies where you wrap like cling film around your abdomen? Isn't that just the, that's the, like a corset? No, yeah, like a corset. Yeah. But where, I think you do the, the cling film, film I, I presume I've never done it, but. I thought it was just like a working man's closet. <laughs> working man's corset. Uh, isn't it just sweat stuff out? Well, what about the Bridget Jones diary pants? The granny pants? Yeah. That's just to keep, a uh, Spanx. Right. That's to keep stuff in certain places. But it doesn't make them smaller. I, I mean, it kind of does, like a corset. It just keeps yeah, so everything So where does in. it go? Well, it gives it in where? It keeps it inside the plastic, I guess. I don't know. The nylon. Is this really a question? You know where it is because it just—it just, it just gets spread out more. You're not engaging with this, right? Next one. I think maybe we're ready. Okay, welcome to Psychic Ben Psychic Corner. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the future. Mm. So today, I'd like to. In, it's actually. Why don't we just continue in the Q and A theme? Mm-hmm. Because I'd like you to explain to me mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. we don't have one global currency. I've been sitting on this for a while. Right. And now I'm out of ideas of the future. Right. I want to know why. And but also I want to talk about like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and stuff because surely that's... Okay, here's my proposal for the future. Right. This yeah. is this is what I see in my future. Mm-hmm. We still have cash. Right. And we use cash culturally within each country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to buy little things and for, you know, markets, mm-hmm. poor people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, all right, I get you. On a day to day basis, milk and bread, you can use cash. But your bank account will be in Bitcoin. Your credit cards will be in Bitcoin. Your internet transactions will be in Bitcoin. Like everything online is Bitcoin. And then just local cash will be just for cash. So, I mean, when you travel around, you know, fancy countries, like in the UK, I've been super impressed last time I went there. Like, they're just. You don't need cash at all. Cashless, yeah, cashless payments. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. It's the same in the states now. Yeah. Australia's not so good. Hong mm-hmm. Kong is pretty cash reliant. I think, mm. like, still, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's China. The, China's there's amazing, right? China, China, like, you can go th- three, four days without spending any money, actual physical money, cash, yeah. because everyone accepts AliPay and uh, WeChat. WeChat Pay. Yeah. yeah. I went to a bar and I just felt like the idiot who had cash and no yeah. one else was using yeah, it. Yeah. Like a waving this cash around to try and get someone's attention. It's, like, it's so amazing actually. And it's also kind of like creepy how far China is ahead of this. So why can't all those things be centralized and be global? Okay, so Bitcoin would be a global currency. It'd be the first... We're using Bitcoin as a as the catch-all term for cryptocurrencies, right? Because yeah. there's like lots of different cryptocurrencies. But those cryptocurrencies would be the first transnational currency, like proper, literal transnational. Whereas something like the euro isn't 100% transnational because it does 
go over. I mean, I think about f- there's 13 countries. I can't remember ex- the exact number, but like I think 13 countries use the euro right. um, as their national currency, as their state currency. But there's lots of restrictions within that. Okay. The okay. If I was going to drill it down, and this is what I learned in poli sci class years ago, you can't have currency union, if you like, without political union, right? Because those two, two those two things are inextricably linked. Right. I might get a bit lost in this because I've had like six drinks, and I've had a lot of Cheetos. <laughs> but essentially. You can't do it because you're never going to get everyone to agree on something. Because there, if there, is unofficial, there is unofficial global currency, right? What? They're not official. What, the US dollar? So the, the, dollar <laughs> is, the dollar is a reserve currency. So there's a couple of those, like Ford reserve currencies now. Um, right. There's the euro. There's the dollar. Um, there's the RMB now, increasingly so. And the euro, right? So, oh, sorry, the British pound. The yen always gets a lot of play. Uh, not so much, but it used to, but not. And the price of gold. G- gold is like a say that it's an alternative way of having uh, assets, but like in terms of reserve currencies, like arguably four, and the British one is the shittest one. So would you ever change all your money into gold? Uh, if I got paranoid enough, I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. But y- so going back to the original, because we're getting to like the boring weeds of this. Yeah, I want to keep it. Keep, we've got to keep it fun. You gotta give them one. Fundamentally, people don't like each other, so that's why we'll never have one. But, you don't need governments to like each other. I just need to own Bitcoin. I need the bar that I'm at to, to want Bitcoin. Yeah. And I need to have access to transact, to like sending you some now. Yeah. Like, I don't need governments to get involved. But you can already kind of do that anyway, like through PayPal, for example, right? Yeah, so why wouldn't they PayPal... They already trans... Actually, using your credit card right now... You, okay, you're, let's say your account is in Australia and you're paying for something in Vietnam. You're using your credit card and they're doing the transaction for you. Yeah, the FX change, you know, the exchange rate changes and all that's that. That's exactly, exactly what happens, right? So yeah, I buy it's electronic, yeah. It's Vietnamese the same thing. is Dong. It's actually called Dong. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I know what it is in Hong Kong dollars. I go, yeah. that's a fair price. Yeah. I'll pay that in Hong Kong dollars. It's already kind of happening. And then I get the text message from PayPal in Australian dollars saying, You've just spent this much Australian yeah. dollars on blah. Yeah. But why not have that system as just one thing? Yeah. Not going to happen. But why? Like, I don't happen. need, you know, like, it doesn't need banks. You don't need a central, you don't, it doesn't need to, to be, it could be a, you, a, but you're, you're, argue, you're arguing for something that <clears throat> people have borders, they have things like currency is another thing that kind of creates nation statehood. When you get to a point where you have... Like, this is what the argument about the euro is at the moment. Like, Italians don't like the euro now. Because it's fucked them. So, and they, and the, way, the way that most countries deal with, like, um, a financial crisis is they cut the value of their money. So, for example, when Brexit happened, the pound dropped, like, 20... Like, I don't know, 15% or something, overnight. That's fine. I don't it wasn't fine though because it was fine for exporters because suddenly a Dyson was cheaper. No, but in my life, in my future, yeah, like I'm earning another. None of that currency. would happen. Yeah, you're right. None of that would I'm happen because paid in another currency. None of that would happen in the future because everyone would have the same currency. But and fundamentally, above, no one would ever agree with it. It's above no one, global no one would ever agree with this. I mean, this is this is a highly technical futurology section. Not to me. It's super simple. 
How is that? It's like Facebook yeah. for money. <laughs> <laughs> for face, it's called FaceBank. Is it called Venmo? <laughs> Venmo, right? But it's like those those guys don't care where you are, what language you speak, right. where you're logging in from, right. and even the way that things are marketed and stuff because they're everywhere and they're nowhere. Okay, we're, we we're, ha- a- we're having a, we're having a conversation about something that's highly technical. And kind of dry. Okay. After four glasses of gin. All right. So should we finish this off with one more Q and A? Go on, hit me one more. Okay, this one's quite good though. Come on. Because I really want to know the answer to this. Go then. I might have mentioned it to you off air actually, but I think it has to be captured and documented. Does the the mass of the Earth change? Like, is the mass of the world increasing or is it like one enclosed ecosystem where it, like nothing can come and go I mean okay give or take a few satellites and stuff we send out negligible like is the mass one fixed ecosystem that can't change or um, does it get heavier because if you think it about gets heavier do you know why there's nothing on earth that makes it heavier I think I don't know this, but I think the only reason it gets heavier is because it gets bombarded every day by meteorites, meteors, comets, whatever it is. That's that's the reason. Yeah, because not, not because of the growth in population and no. Like, why would that? Because that's just energy transfer. But people weigh things. I know, but that's and just there's loads more people. That's than like used to be. that's like the constant, isn't it? Like what, what the, in the higher physics of the. The equation is meteors. That's your reason. A few well, kilograms. You're adding something. No, no, they're not a few kilograms because historically they burn off. No, for example, the ones that have, you know, ELEs, extinction level events. Right. Right. The ones that kill the dinosaurs and stuff. They were like three miles wide. Three miles. Well, that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, maybe more than that, but like they were fuck off big ones. That sound quite big. Right. So those added material. To the overall Earth. And possibly panspermia. <laughs> and panspermia. <laughs> Good callback. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, no. Everything we do on Earth is just transfer of one thing to another. You're not creating anything more. But light comes in. And light is a key ingredient for all life. Yeah, but there's no, ma- there's no like massive transfer of mass in light. No, but... I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I'm presuming that's, that's the case. No, but like, okay, you can have a seed, a watermelon seed, yeah. and some soil. A cashew seed. A cashew seed. <laughs> and some soil. We're just doing callbacks yeah. now. <laughs> and, then, and some water, yeah. and, uh, and then no mass will change. But you add light. But where is it? Where, where is it? Ma- light uh, comes okay. from can out just, of the I, in can universe. I, can I Google something? In a few minutes. We're not ready for this to be Googled. Wait, no, it, no, it, I want to flush it out more. Is there mass? Does light have mass? Because if it doesn't, then this is pointless. Oh my god, someone's actually asked this. <laughs> what well, does light have mass? Yeah. <coughs> okay. Light is composed of photons, so we could ask, does a photon have mass? The answer is then definitely no. There is no, there is no mass to light. Exactly. Thank you. So then, no, but then it doesn't add anything. Mm. There's no mass. No, but... No mass. That means enough. There's no mass. 
No más. But when you add light to the right ingredients, it creates growth. Yeah, yeah but you're not adding mass though. But once light is added to, the, to our watermelon seed, our cashew yeah. nut seed, it grows into a big tree that has mass. But that, okay, but humans eat cashews. Humans have more humans. Okay, okay, so growth. I don't know this. I don't know. I presume. I, I've always been led to believe that it's, the earth has more or less a perfectly balanced system where you have decay and death of plant material and animal matter or whatever it is. And that energy is transferred into other things, right? So it becomes new life, new, new plants, new matter, new fuel or whatever. You know, like, for example, trees turning into coal. Yeah, I'm down but with that. But the mass this. is all still there, but it's just turned into something yeah, else. Yeah, and then you burn coal, <coughs> it goes up in the air, yeah. it settles into something else, it's then it yeah. sort of that sticks to the walls of the V&A, <laughs> and, and then, like, it's just transferred. Mm. I get that. But the one thing I can think that comes into the atmosphere right. without adding or subtracting weight Uf- is, is sunlight. <laughs> and sun, the light... <coughs> yeah, but there's no. But I've just told you, it, there is no. All light is photon. No, but I don't think the light itself adds mass. I think the light makes things triggers grow. things, yeah. stimulate things. But then, but then you're not adding anything. Why? Why aren't you? Because light that light has no mass. So where did people come from? There's five billion people in the world Africa? that weren't here. <laughs> dinosaur times. Yeah, but then we we became we came from the mass. Okay, we're two people who don't really know what we're talking about, right? And But the general gist is, I think, is energy is transferred into other things. And energy, when I mean energy, is like, is me and you. So our kind of constitu- constituent elements yeah. is when you die yeah. and you, you'll return to the earth. I'm presuming, it, well, actually, probably you're going to have, like, you're going to get cremated. I'm going like, shot in the space, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're all going to be like spread over a manly yeah, pier or something. On a right? flip-flop shaped rocket. Oh, <laughs> my thongs, mate. <coughs> um, no. You're going with no? I'm going to go with the only thing that adds to it is meteorites and meteors. Well, surely that is... It's probably a lot. I think that would be accounted for by satellites and rocket ships. Oh, because the, they're leaving? Yeah. I don't think we've made enough of them because you're talking about the whole. I don't think meteorites. You're talking about the whole kind of. Ex- that sort of this, we've been around what three billion years. I the think Earth. meteors are enough to account for. Have you ever seen a meteor? No. Well, well I've seen a shooting star. You know what that is? It's the burning meteor up. burning up but before it hits the Earth. It's Yo. in the atmosphere. <laughs> but it's not adding it. Oh no, it's burning. It's adding a little bit of soot. Yeah, but I think how many hit every day, like. Okay, I'm ready. A couple of million. I'm ready for you to Google it now. All right. So what what am I asking? It does the Earth change mass? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna ask Google. Is the is the mass of the Earth gaining or changing? Okay. Oh my God! You're not gonna like this answer. Right. Hit me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this is on Quora, and this... A guy called Robert Frost is an engineer with specialization in spacecraft operations and orbital mechanics. Answered this question. 
Is the mass of the Earth constant? If no, then what about momentum? Why is there no change in Earth velocity? So we could just take the first part of the question because that's what the, the yeah. Because the um, follow-up question was if if the well, if the this, mass this, is this, changing, this might blow change, your mind. Like rotation okay. speeds and seasons and time and everything. So you've looked this up, you. I haven't. But like, right. if, if if things get bigger, they spin slower. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and that fucks up our whole. Okay. Anyway, this guy answered, and it's the top answer, right? So. No, the mass of the Earth is decreasing. What? Yeah. While we do acquire mass from meteors, around 40,000 tons per year, that's what I said, we lose more mass from escaping light gases like hydrogen. So light gases, not as in light, as in the... Uh, Low-weight uh, gases. Low-weight gases. <laughs> hydrogen and helium. We lose 95 tons of hydrogen and 1,600 tons of helium. It seems very exact here. Oh, per, per what? Per, per year. That's not that much, is it? Yeah. So the things that add mass, another answer said, um, asteroids, comets, blah, blah, blah. The size of a bee's head right now. Yeah. Because that was an <laughs> obvious thing, right? Yeah. And then uh, ver- various high-energy massive particles ejected by the sun, so like solar flares and stuff. Right. Right. And then losing mass, it's the gas. We lose the gas from hydrogen and helium. So it's constantly escaping. There's nothing to do with growth. No, nothing to do with growth. He doesn't talk about and light. Then, and okay, well, actually, no, there is. Wait. Natural and artificial decay of radioactive elements. Some mass is lost in nuclear fission, and is ejected towards space. So when we have nuclear react, you know, testing or bombs or whatever, right. that that escapes into the atmosphere. It's very got to be probably low because there's not that many tests anymore. And human activity, what you said, launching things out into space. Yeah. So we lose satellites. But generally speaking, no, it doesn't change. I knew it. It just one, changes one thing to the other. Well done. But you knew this as well. I had my suspicions, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to argue whatever the counterpoint that you had. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I do feel incredibly smug right now. Yeah, but you did great. <laughs> Segment three, film. You know what I realised? And TV. Everything. No, it's got to. You got to stick with the F letter F. Okay. We have food, future, film. Okay, the three Fs. Yeah. So this is the third F. F- filmic. Well, this week it isn't necessarily film. Ah, oh, I've already gone against the grain. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the best show on TV. We're going to talk about Queer Eye. Yeah. Now, Queer Eye, which I've binge watched. Very, very quickly. Because it's fucking awesome. That's an F for you. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, it's... It's the greatest show on TV, Ben. And I want to talk about it because all of those guys are fabulous. That's another F. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. What do, you, what do you feel about it? I want your opinions on it. Uh, do I have to stick to F adjectives? Just Fs. It's frustrating. <laughs> I find it... You know, you look a bit like Jonathan. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm he's the really, he's the really, really, really gay one. Producer Emma's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, so I've seen she a lot of it, it closely. Because when I'm watching f- football, right. <laughs> uh, I like she tunes out and watches her own um, shows, which right. Queer Eye is one on the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, isn't it? I just now this is awkward because how can I criticize this without sounding homophobic? <laughs> right, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. I, is it just sort of 
uncreative middle-aged people have just given up, given them a bit of a... Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're all sad sacks. Yeah? And they're all like... Okay, it's not really about the men, is it? That they that they transform. It's about... I mean, it's a transformation okay, show. How it's is tra- it not about it, it isn't, though. It isn't. This is why it's so good, and this is why it's kind of everyone's talking about it. It's because it's more than that. Th- th- they represent, through their various skills and whatever, um, also where they put the show, they put it in Atlanta, in the Deep South. Oh, yeah. So, you know... I mean, I was a big fan of the 1996 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the worst Olympics on memory. Love Atlanta. That was rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, <coughs> they, they're, because they're placed in Atlanta, they do all of their sort of transformations are within, I think, a drive of Atlanta. They don't, they don't fly anywhere. They're all within Georgia, right? So they tend to go to sort of very conservative places. And that in itself is a brilliant setup for a show which is essentially a very flamboyant, another F, um, fashionable. I saw F. one. <laughs> there was one that was fantastic. Was it the police one? I haven't seen that one. No, right. it's just like this old dude who made like his own cocktail out of Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy was super cool. Okay, wait. I'll rephrase. He wasn't super cool. That guy marched to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, he was an eccentric. To be honest with you, they do tend to pick eccentric people um, or marginalized people. That's who are not a bit true. Because I saw another episode. Actually, I've seen a few. You, you've t- One of them was a family, seen. and I think the dad wasn't all, all that big on having the gays in the house. And at the end, he's like, yeah. "Was it the one who he had like six kids or something?" Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, he was a Christian. Snippets. He was a Christian, right? Yeah. And he was quite, quite a orthodox Christian. He was quite, but he said, you guys have made me think. Changed my mind. Yeah. 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 Well, not really necessarily. I don't think he cry. was anti. I don't think he was anti. You were crying? No, I just made me really sort of sad. Really Dude, happy. I happy have to sad. S- that's the thing. That's <laughs> the whole, this whole show is about happy sad. I mean, you can watch it and you're just tearing up constantly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crying. So it hasn't made you buy that shirt. That's another reason. <laughs> what? It hasn't made you. It's not about trying to transform yourself. Well, I have, I've taken on a couple of the tips. What, what tips? Like have the you French tuck. On? Tell me more about the French tuck. The French is tuck it? is when it's like the half casual, half formal tucking of the front of your top into your jeans or your trousers. So it looks half tucked in, and the, what's just the left side? <coughs> the front. Oh, and the back hangs out. The back hangs out. The, the reason you do it's that like is because it's like a mullet for shirts. It's the mullet for shirts, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like business in the front, fashion in the back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um. Do you have to wear, do you have to do a French tuck with a Tommy Hilfiger shirt? No. It just reminds me very much of the 90s. Sort it's of, a bit uh, 90s, but I, I think. Like the, Tim the Toyman Taylor? I think his kids wore, uh. Tim the Toyman? French tucks. Oh, well, you mean Tim the Toyman? Toolman. Tim the Toolman. What was that? Home Improvement. Yeah, Home Improvement. His kids. What were his kids called? Oh, Zach or Zeke or Ch- Chad. I'm sure they had the French tuck. Yeah, they probably actually did, yeah. That's and what I think. They, had Chinos, one they also had one up, up top as well. With their hair, they all had mullets. Taylor Thomas. <coughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas, yeah. who was the voice of Simba. Good fact. <laughs> Strange segue, because yeah, yeah. we weren't talking about Simba. No, we weren't. But anyway, um, uh, the, uh, okay, the reason... Actually, you know what, you know what I'm going to link? Jonathan Taylor Thomas was voiced Simba in the new version of The Lion King 
There's more Lion King. There's going to be a live action version of the Lion King. What's the live and action? And the voice mean? of Simba is going to be Donald Glover, who's in a show called Atlanta. Oh wow! And I'm back to Queer Eye. That's six degrees of Queer Eye. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, so Queer Eye. It's incredibly positive, and that's why it's a brilliant show. Not all of them are great, like uh, Kamora. I think that's how you say it. I don't know what he does, but God, he's handsome. Oh, not all of them, like the and people, Anthony, not all of the episodes. Oh, well, not all of the characters. Like, right. I mean, the guys. They're real people, not characters, bro. Well, I mean, not. I mean, Anthony is rubbish. Yeah, no, producer Emma's back. Emma's just walked in. Emma, what do you think about Queer Eye? You kind of need to come a bit closer because everyone wants to hear you. Apparently, according to a couple of listeners, loyal listeners, you're the funniest thing on it. <laughs> I don't know if that was an insult. Really is <laughs> well, no, because I, I think it's because you're really dismissive more than anything else. Um, what do you think of Queer Eye? I mean, everyone loves Queer Eye. Um, what, what are you saying about Queer Eye? Like, I think, I think personally, I think it's an incredibly. It's it's a it's a show. It's it's a show. Ostensibly, if I explain it to someone, they'd be like, "This is terrible," because it's reality TV. It's a makeover show. It sounds a bit exploitative and, you know, like, over the top. Which is what the original... Which it was, yes, it is true. Because I, I, I despise the original one. Because it also kind of played on tropes and yeah. stereotypes about gay men, which are not true, really. Um, but they're all, like, sort of queenie, fabulous how, types. How long ago was the original? 2007. This one, on the other hand, is it's just an hour of just pure positivity. And it's not really about the makeover itself. It's about discovery. It's about friendship. It's about genuine connections between people who wouldn't necessarily meet each other. It's about tucking a shirt in different ways. It's the French tuck, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great, and I've utilised that in my own life. What other, it's, it's what just, other it's, tips it's, it's have you just, got? It's genuinely like it, it connects people who would never meet each other in, any other, in, a, in a normal sense, and they genuinely change each other for the better. That's, is that a... Isn't Which doesn't enough? happen in a lot of TV shows now. And that in itself is, is a thing to be celebrated. And a thing that should be people, you know, you should tell people about. But you should watch the show because you will, you, okay. First I think a good, the, the sign of a good TV show is if you, after you've watched it, you feel like you've either learned something or you feel better about yourself or about the world and you come away from that feeling. I think that's a, that makes something a great piece of art if you could call TV shows, reality TV art. But that's what I mean. It, it, it is genuinely, and I think in a, in a, if you look at it in the abstract, it's a transformational show. It could change people's, not just people, the original show changed a lot of people's views of gay people. Right? This is in a time when TV, there wasn't many gay... Yeah, I mean, we're kind of, I don't want to say normalizing it because that sounds like there's a, there's a sense of the not normal because of course they are normal, right? But what I'm saying is it can mainstream a lot of gay culture. Whereas this one is mainstreaming not gay culture because that's been mainstream for a long time. It's mainstreaming the sense of positivity of two different types of people meeting each other. No, but the whole thing about this one is like they are not trying to transform someone. They're trying to connect with someone, right? They're connecting with them on a human level. You've lost Princess Emma. She's a... Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure Emma agrees with me, don't you, Emma? I'm looking at you really angry. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There we go. That wasn't forced. <laughs> no. Okay, so okay, so is that? Are you, are you I, done? Just, I just want you. I just want because you know you look like Jonathan, so I want you to add. Doesn't he look a bit like? A little bit like Jonathan. Yeah. 
I just. Yeah, he's, okay. he's way fucking ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funnier than Jonathan? No, he's way funnier. Ouch. Oh, he's funny, though. <laughs> you know, we have a podcast together. I know, but I'd rather it's do bad PR. I'm not going to lie to you. Though, if Jonathan, if Jonathan was available like, and you said, <laughs> can you do a podcast with me? I would totally do it with him. Yeah. Okay. I. One, I've never really watched a reality TV show in my life. So. Well, I mean, doesn't really matter the content of it. No. I, I got quite into season two of Survivor. Right. Um, and I later met the winner of it, which was pretty cool. How did you meet? Who's the, who? Who won in the second? Season? I, I've never seen it. So it was Survivor Africa, and Ethan won. And I later bumped into him in an Apple shop in New York. <laughs> 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 Wait. So do people know who he was? Well, me and my mate did. You just here spending your million dollars, mate? He's like, yeah, trying to buy a MacBook. (laughs) 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 That's a good one. He was the sweetheart, though. He was great. Hmm. Um, Anyway, so I've never really just watched reality TV. I don't watch reality TV either. This is why I'm saying this is why it's so good. It's because it's got people like me and you. And you do watch it. I know you watch it because we've talked about it before. I've um, s- well, yeah. If, if halftime or the rugby finishes, fuck you. Whilst you'll sit there and watch it. You'll sit there and watch it. I'll try and engage. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And she'll be like, "Oh, clear eye." Blah 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 blah. Right. Watch this bit. This bit's hilarious. And then she'll go back a bit, and then I see the guy with the the the, the Mountain Dew cocktail. Cocktail, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, I think I think I just only wanted to talk about it because it's so. I think no, people, more people should talk about it. There's way too much choice on that. There's too much. And I. I there's n- no way I'd ever click on a reality TV. No, would I? But I, I watched it because everyone's talking about it, so I thought, like, okay, give this a go. Is it? Or did you just and have a is. sad day and thought, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to you know look what? at my I, wardrobe in a different way? I need, I need, you know what I need in life? I need to be French tucked into bed. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bit of positivity. No, it's. It, it, I, I watched it because everyone's talking about it, and it's one of those few Who's situations. Everyone? News media, uh, people I work with. Because no one Friends. except for you and producer Emma has mentioned to me at all. You, you realise that you're we're the only people you hang out with, right? <laughs> That's not true. One, because you live with her. I met B, four people at the dim sum restaurant in a black jacket, a white jacket, a <laughs> purple jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. But just to wrap it up a little bit, yeah. Uh, I think everyone out there should watch it, and it's brilliant. And Ben does like it. And Jonathan's way funnier than you are. Yeah, well, you, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's a wrap. Goodbye from No Jacket. Potato. Goodbye. <laughs> Are we doing it again? <laughs>